Whether it's walking among the tiniest and mightiest dinosaurs, experimenting with waves and tornadoes, or watching movies on the giant Omni Theater screen, there's no better place to outsmart boredom than the Science Museum of Minnesota. Give your brain a break from the ordinary. Plan your visit today at smm.org. Dad, I'm broke. Hey, broke. I'm Dad. Dad. Okay, don't you have cash saved up from babysitting? No, I spent it. I want my own bank account from ST Bank. They offer free ATMs, Zelle, and an annual scholarship. Plus, when I open a Smart Start checking account, I get $100. See? I'm responsible. Hey, responsible. I'm Dad. Visit stbank.com slash smartstart for details. Bonus available July 1st through September 30th, 2022. Opening deposit balance of $50 required. Member FDIC. This episode is powered by Poddex. Poddex are unique interview questions and episode starting prompts in the palm of your hand. So whether you're a new podcaster or existing broadcaster looking to grow your audience and have more meaningful conversations, you're going to want to check out Poddex. Now, if you want to get 10% off your order right now, you can go to poddex.com and type in coupon code, what's the code? Larry21. Yes, that's the code. Check out poddex.com. Take your podcast to the next level. Welcome to the Big D Breakdown, your home for all things Dallas Cowboys news. Welcome to the Big D Breakdown. I'm your host, Larry Lease. Today we're talking all the latest Cowboys news from around the NFL. But before we do that, we'd like to thank our sponsor, Poddex, for sponsoring this episode. Check them out today at poddex.com. Use promo code Larry21 for 10% off your order. Our first main topic surrounds Mike McCarthy, and unfortunately, he has tested positive for COVID-19. As of this morning, Dallas Cowboys head coach Mike McCarthy has tested positive for COVID-19, rendering him unavailable to coach on Thursday night as the Cowboys traveled to New Orleans to take on the Saints. With McCarthy out, the Cowboys will be tasked with filling in his duties with interim coaches. Fortunately, there are two coaches on the staff with previous head coaching experience. Defensive coordinator Dan Quinn was the head coach for the Falcons from 2015 to 2020 and should be able to undertake the head coaching duties without much disruption. The Cowboys also employed John Fassel as their special teams coordinator. He was the interim head coach for the Rams during the 2016 campaign. The Cowboys should be fine as far as head coaching duties go, but they do have to undertake a virtual game plan this week with a handful of positive tests coming in. At this point, the larger issue at hand is if the positive cases are any players or if we see the number continue to rise in the coming days. With the report of eight cases, the Cowboys are under the microscope of the NFL right now as they prepare for their game against the Saints. Honoring the situation will be very telling in the coming days, as things can turn sideways for this team if we see players being held out of the game. Defensively, much won't change for the Cowboys, as Quinn has been running that unit the entire season, and this has minimal to no effect on that. Offensively, we should see Kellen Moore have his largest say-to-date in the game this week. I imagine Moore will be tied even more into decision-making regarding fourth downs and clock management. McCarthy will still be involved with the Cowboys' day-to-day game planning virtually this week until he hands over the reins to his staff on Thursday. The Cowboys take the New Orleans, take on the New Orleans Saints Thursday night in a game that they desperately need to win to get back on track, and if they want any chance at the NFC first-round bye. 
Fingers crossed this situation doesn't spiral and the Cowboys minimize any more COVID concerns. Following the Thanksgiving Day game, the question has come, is the NFL holding Dallas players to a higher standard than the rest of the league? The minute I read the alert, I knew instantly that those who follow the Dallas Cowboys closely would have similar feelings on the topic. Getting Cowboys fans to agree on anything these days is tough, yet this seemingly small blip on the radar is really confusing. If you didn't hear, Cowboys defensive tackle and the team's 2019 top overall draft pick, Tristan Hill, has been suspended two games by the league for punching Las Vegas Raiders lineman John Simpson during the post-game handshakes. If we are being honest, it was more of an open-handed slap. That slap leaves the Cowboys thin on the defensive line. The memo Hill received accused him of violating Rule 12, Section 2, Article 14, which prohibits striking or swinging at someone from the head up. He was also in violation of Rule 12, Section 3, Article 1, which is basically a general sportsmanship rule. For the record, I do not condone what Hill did and the professionalism he failed to display on Thanksgiving should have consequences, but this suspension is ridiculous. The NFL needs to be more transparent when it comes to penalties and suspensions. The NFL prides itself on optics, which is why they try and throw the book at anyone who fails to protect the so-called shield. That is more than likely why Ezekiel Elliott was given a six-game suspension, even though the justice system did not pursue his case. According to the people at SportRack.com, there have been 125 infractions in the NFL, with fines almost hitting $6.5 million. The Denver Broncos have been fined the most in the entire league, followed closely by the New Orleans Saints. Here, Cowboys ranked third on the list. Those teams leading the league in money fine have a bit of misdirection on the surface. Both of those teams had players that were suspended multiple games for PEDs. Of the 1.6 million the Broncos have been fined, 1.5 of that was cornerback AJ Boy's PED infraction alone. New Orleans is in the same situation where most of their fine was against a player cut doing PEDs. The Raiders, Giants, Rams, Broncos, Saints, and 49ers are all on the top seven, along with the Cowboys, but if you take out the Cowboys from the list, no team in the top seven have more than five fined infractions. The Cowboys have a whopping 11 infractions, or more than double any other team in the league. There are 32 teams in the league, yet the Cowboys count for 11.36% of all fines throughout the NFL. If the NFL is worried about optics, it doesn't help that the person who is in charge of determining fines is none other than former Philadelphia Eagles lineman John Runyon. Runyon is the Vice President of Policy and Rules Administration. When he was appointed for his new role, Troy Vincent, who is the VP of Football Operations, welcomed him to his new position. For those of you who don't remember, Troy Vincent made the Pro Bowl five times with one All-Pro selection. Vincent did play for multiple teams, but all those achievements mentioned above only came when he played for the Philadelphia Eagles. Okay, maybe I am using facts to support my conclusion, but the data should at least make you raise your eyebrow. The Philadelphia Eagles have been fined twice this season. As much as I follow this team, I didn't even realize that Hill had thrown a punch until the day after Thanksgiving. So let me get this straight. Giants wideout Kadarius Tony throwing a punch on live television is only a $12,000 fine, yet Hill deserves a two-game suspension for the exact same thing. Out of the eight instances, fighting has been the reason for being fined, even though there have been many more punches allowed to let stand. Hill is the only player to be suspended while Tony's punch generated the largest fine. 
Tony was fined and ejected for punching Cowboys safety DeMonte Cassie. Cassie was apparently fined 6000 for being punched by Tony. If you look at the video, Cassie was pushed by a Giants player, and he pushed back. Cassie was either fined for being punched or fined for retaliating, which is something almost every player does when in an on-field altercation. Either way, the NFL is wrong. He'll be he'll being suspended means he also foregoes paychecks for two weeks. That means his suspension will cost him about $128,000, which is more than 10 times the amount Tony got fined. The NFL added in an additional violation in the memo sent to Hill talking about understood sportsmanship. Are we to believe that the other punches thrown in the NFL were sportsmanlike? I get that Hill is an odd fellow. I really hear teammates talk about him and his interviews for the team are even more scarce. But that is no reason to throw him to the sacrificial wolves. The NFL created free agency in part. Parity to the football field. I sure would wish they would apply those same principles when going over player con conduct. Transparency is key, NFL. And now for our Cowboys vs. Saints Week 13 history, players to watch, and my gut prediction. The Dallas Cowboys traveled to New Orleans to New Orleans to take on the Saints in Week 13 in yet another game both teams desperately need in terms of playoff implications. The Cowboys are on a two-game skid and need a win to stay in any sort of contention for the number one seed and a first-round bye in the NFC. The Saints need a win to stay afloat in the wildcard race. Dallas hit a bit of a November speed bump, going 1-3 in their last four games. Luckily, the NFC East continues to be a clown shell and couldn't make up any ground. That said, the team has their eyes set on more and needs a win to make any sort of run at the top of the NFC. Another loss all but eliminated the chance at the bye. The Saints are hovering around the .500 mark in a lot jam with a handful of teams for the 7th and final wildcard spot. They are searching for a win to get 6-6 six and six and set themselves up for a stretch run to get into the playoffs. As usual, I got a little matchup history, what to expect in New Orleans, some guys that could influence the game. When all is said and done, in my best predict attempt at a prediction. So, let's keep going. So when it comes to the Dallas Cowboys versus New Orleans Saints matchup history, the all-time record is 17-13 in favor of the Cowboys. The most recent matchup on September 29th, 2019, New Orleans Saints 12, Dallas Cowboys 10. After the Cowboys won 11 of the first 12 games in this matchup, the Saints have rattled off a more recent record of 12 and 6 since 1988. Since 2013, this series has seen victories alternate hands between two teams making playoff runs and usually in contention. We have to talk about the tie between Sean Payton and the Cowboys. In 2003, he joined the staff and remained on the offensive side of the ball until the Saints poached him from the head coaching job prior to the 2006 season. There have been rumors of Peyton returning to Dallas ever since. In 2019, when the Cowboys were looking to move on from Jason Garrett, they reached out to Peyton to gauge his interest in returning to be the head coach of the Cowboys. Peyton ultimately signed an extension with the Saints, putting that rumor to bed. Personal favorite game of mine dates back to 2009, the year the Saints won the Super Bowl. The Saints were sitting at 13-0 and welcomed Dallas to town. Cowboys found success beating the Saints offensively, forcing turnovers, and holding on for an upset. The game was the only time that the Cowboys were able to take down Drew Brees while he was at the helm of the Saints offense. 
This year sees a game of musical cheers at the Saints quarterback position. They started the year with Jameis Winston, who sadly tore his ACL ending his season. They moved to journeyman Trevor Simeon to lead the offense with a sprinkling of utility man Taysom Hill, taking some snaps at will. Although it appears Hill may be the starter come Thursday. The Saints have been banged up, but are staying just enough above the water to hang in there. They did have their all-around star running back, Alvin Kamara, rejoin the team on Sunday for a walkthrough after being inactive. His progress will be a large factor in this game. The Cowboys appear to have advantages on paper, but the Saints are never an easy out at home, with it always loud there in prime time. Sean Payton will have the Saints ready to go and can turn this thing into another dogfight if the Cowboys are sluggish. There are multiple factors that can influence a football game, and that includes the weather. The game is being played at the Caesars Superdome in New Orleans. The forecast is a high of 74, a low of 57, partly sunny and nice, winds of 6 to 7 miles per hour with gusts 8 to 9. Not that the weather is going to have any factor on this game because it is in a dome, but man, that is a gorgeous day down in New Orleans. Makes me want to hit up Bourbon Street for a little pre-game tailgate and enjoy myself. Well, maybe not. I personally will only refer to it as the Superdome forever. Sort of like the Sears Tower in Chicago. I refuse to call it the Willis Tower. Once a name is made up in my mind, it is that for the eternity of time and nothing will make me recognize the new name. Nonetheless, this place will be rocking on Thursday night in primetime. Saints always have the energy turned up in here, and that should only increase being a primetime game against the Cowboys. The offense will need to weather the storm early and look to convert a, first, a few first downs to silence the crowd. An early three and out or a turnover could have the Cowboys in for a long evening. The Cowboys would also be smart to utilize some pre-snap motions a bit more to hush the crowd and work in some change of pace snaps. Sneak in a few plays of breaking the huddle and snapping on a first word said to catch the defense napping. Any little thing can help against the lap and crowd. Dak Prescott bounced back last week and has command of the offense once again. I suspect him to handle the noise just fine and stabilize the entire unit when things get loud. And now for some of our under-the-radar players. Dallas Cowboys, J. Ron Kearse, and New Orleans Saints, Nick Bennett. We bounced back with our Tony Pollard prediction last week. Offensively, he had 68 yards on limited touches, in which he averaged 5 yards per touch. Also tossed in an electrifying 100-yard kick return to get the Cowboys back into the game. Let's cross our fingers we stay hot this week. This week, I look to safety J. Ron Curtis. Kears as a guy who could not only step up big this week, but continue what he has done all year. He has been a great addition to the Cowboys through 11 games. Not only is he the Cowboys' leading tackler, he's already set career highs and games started, total tackles, solo tackles, pass deflections, and tied his best mark for interceptions. With Alvin Kamara potentially playing on Thursday, he could be tasked with some duties of guarding arguably the best pass-catching back in the league. Not only do I suspect we see Kyrus on Kamara, but his hybrid ability to play in the box along with roaming as a safety opens up a lot of things for this defense. He should see plenty of action as I think the Cowboys have the advantage in Trayvon Diggs and Anthony Brown over the Saints receivers of Callaway and Harris. The Saints will likely look to running back wide receiver hybrid Ty Montgomery and the tight end Nick Vanett, making Kyrus very active. I don't necessarily need an interception or a fumble, but 
but I think we'll see Kears step up with some open field tackles that save chunk plays in the flat or force a fourth down with a textbook form tackle. For the Saints, they will need to find a spark offensively as they rank fourth and lowest in the league in yards per game, with just 209 yards offensively and third and lowest in completion percentage at just 58%. Their tight end is a bit of a lesser-known name around the league, but he could quietly find himself as a Saints top target. Throughout November, their other tight end, Adam Troutman, was the Saints' leading receiver in yards and receptions. Sadly, he's on the injured reserve now. He previously hauled in at least four catches in the last three games he played. This sort of trend feels like one that will be even more pronounced with Taysom Hill at quarterback. It also shows me that Sean Payton is not opening the playbook up entirely as his top two wideouts have just 11 catches combined in the last three games. If the Cowboys can contain Kamara, and I would sell sell out to do so if he plays, they are going to put a lot of pressure on the passing game. In an area I think there is a mismatch on the outside, the Cowboys will need to make sure the Saints tight end doesn't hurt. Now for my gut prediction. Cowboys 31, New Orleans Saints 14. I simply do not see the Saints having offensive success against the Cowboys come Thursday night. They are rather anemic and struggle to push the ball downfield with a backup quarterback and running back room pretty banged up. Prescott answered the critics last week and even some of my question by putting up 375 yards and two touchdowns without Amari Cooper, Cooper and CeeDee Lamb. On no planet is last week's game on his shoulders. He is commanding the Cowboys offense and I suspect that to continue. Although Cooper remains questionable as he tries to fully recover from COVID-19, C.D. Lamb is going to return to the lineup in a much-needed boost to the passing attack. This should be a boost against the defense in the bottom third and passing yards allowed. The Cowboys would be wise to attack the Saints through the air. The Saints, too, have a rather stout run defense as they've given up a league-leading measly 3.4 yards per carry. With Ezekiel Elliott nursing a knee, the Cowboys may try to avoid slamming into a brick wall with the run game. I put this game on Prescott's shoulders and let him go to work. Having at least one of his top receivers healthy is a very welcome gift, and I suspect Prescott puts on a show. Dare I say 400-plus yards and three touchdowns on the road? In prime time? In a huge game? I have an inkling we get a mustard performance to right the ship and reset things for the Cowboys. On defense, the Cowboys don't need to get too exotic here. I like the matchup of playing straight-up ball against the Saints. With the Taysom Hill coming off of an injury and a questionable passing attack, the Cowboys would be well suited to play sound defense and avoid any huge mistakes. Make the Saints win the game versus blown coverages, keeping them in it. Keep Micah Parsons rushing the passer with the speed to chase downhill when he leaves the pocket. And the Cowboys should see enough success in that area to get a few errant throws. This is a game the defense could be playing with a lead and look to get really aggressive. I like the boys getting their hands on one pick. The Dallas Cowboys need to flush the month of November down the drain and recapture their early season success. The division is still completely in their control, and they can still make a run for the bye. That stretch run starts here in a game the Cowboys dominate and pick up a nice, confidence-boosting win on the road. And finally, what is the Dallas Cowboys playoff magic number? With all this talk surrounding the demise of the Dallas Cowboys, there are numbers that both support and contradict these so-called worries. The Cowboys are welcoming back a few missed faces for what looks like a potentially deep playoff run. The rest of the NFC East 
Rivals are close to their full roster, yet they still trade on ailing and COVID-riddled NFL franchise. Every team in the division has a couple of key players missing, but none more currently than the Cowboys. Dallas played on Thanksgiving without their two, top two wideouts and their entire starting defensive line. Sprinkle in missing their starting safety, their highest paid tight end, and a banged up running back. And you have a big reason why they have been in a little slump. So can the Dallas Cowboys not win the NFC East this season and miss the playoffs? The answer is yes, but I'm going to tell you how unlikely that scenario is. Numbers don't lie for the playoff chances of the Dallas Cowboys. Oddsmakers currently have the Cowboys as having a 92% chance of making the playoffs. The Cowboys could drop their next three games and still have a 51% chance of making the playoffs. If they win their next three games, the odds of them earning their first seed go up to 18%. The Cowboys would have to drop their next two games with Washington, winning both of their next contests just to tie. Since both of these teams have a head-to-head matchup in that span, Washington would end up with the tiebreaker in that scenario. Washington is currently tied for having the league's longest winning streak at three games. They traveled to face a Raiders team that has a roller coaster of a season. If they win that game and Dallas falls to New Orleans on Thursday night, cause for concern might be warranted. Dallas would have to travel to Washington in a game that would give the winner the lead in the NFC East. With that, with the way the NFC has played this season, chances are Dallas would still be in the seventh and final playoff spot. Dallas losing both in their next two contests still give them a 70% chance of making the playoffs. Dallas, Washington, and the Giants have six games remaining, while the Eagles, who have yet to have their bye week, only have five games. Since the Cowboys have already defeated the other teams in the division once this season, the worst they can do in the division is 2-4. and four. Washington has only played and won against the Cowboys, so they still have five division games remaining. With six games remaining and Dallas having a two-game lead in the standings, the Cowboys' magic number stands at four, with an asterisk. Dallas wins four games and one of those is against Washington. Cowboys cannot be caught and would lock up the division. They, that doesn't even count the losses or ties, the head-to-head matchups the division still has to account for. So let's say Dallas wins this week and next week. They'd be 9-4, and four, have a stranglehold for the East. That would mean Washington would be 6-7 and seven with four games to play. That is, if they beat Las Vegas this weekend. That would also put Washington in the red rest of the East on wildcard notice. That scenario would give the Cowboys an opportunity to lock up the division week 15 in New York. With Philadelphia playing the Jets this weekend and then having their bye week, week 15 matchup against Washington could be of interest for Dallas if they do indeed win their next three games. Unless that is if the New York Jets do us a solid this weekend and upend the Eagles. I know that is greedy, especially when I believe we owe them a thank you card for not agreeing to ship safety Jamal Adams to Dallas doesn't matter what the Giants do against Miami this weekend, or the Chargers the next, as a Week 15 win by Dallas would make the inevitable official. That is, if Dallas can start another winning streak. That means a Cowboys three-game winning streak coupled with a single loss by each division team would allow the Cowboys to punch their playoff tickets. That would also ensure they would host at least one game in the Big D. It is getting close to setting up travel plans if you are a Cowboys game attendee, but there's still a lot of work that has to be done. Although there are so many different ways the standings can change, the scenario that I find most plausible is a Week 15 division clinching win. And that is all we have for this episode of the Big D Breakdown. Let us know your thoughts on the upcoming matchup on Thursday night. What is your prediction for a score? 
If you want to support the show, you can buy us a coffee at buymeacoffee.com slash D. Your support helps the show grow, bring us new hosts, co-hosts, and upgrade our equipment to bring you even better quality episodes. As always, you can find us on Facebook, Twitter. Thank you for listening. We'll see you next time. Please don't forget to subscribe to the Big D Breakdown on all major podcast platforms, including Good Pods. Check them out today. This has been the Big D Breakdown with your host, Larry Lee. Thank you for listening and watching. Follow us on social media at Big D Breakdown on Twitter, Facebook, New Big D Breakdown, and on Instagram. Just search the Big D Breakdown. Thank you for joining us. See you next time. With the new Chevy Silverado, you might be driving in this. But with the Silverado's redesigned interior and large infotainment screens, it'll feel more like this. Introducing the new 2022 Chevy Silverado. Find new upgrades. Find new roads. Chevrolet. Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino online. I was only playing for fun, so winning was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's favorite free online social casino. You, too, could have the chance to win life-changing cash prizes. Absolutely anybody could be like Mary. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumboCasino.com and play for free now. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice of the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of the winner.